You're listening to the Sunday Sips Podcast with a caffeinated Catholic. I'm your host, Mackenzie. The day is Sunday, the vibe is post-mass joy, and the scene is our weekly coffee date. Well, let's sip. Hello, everybody, and happy Sunday. I can't believe by the time you're listening to this, it will be the first Sunday of Lent. Time really flies. I feel like it was just Christmas and all of a sudden it's Lent. I don't know. I've heard a few people say that Lent is early this year or it's late, and I'm honestly not sure. I need to look into that. Does anybody know? Because one year it was really early, like it was on Valentine's Day a few years back. But I feel like, honestly, I feel like this is pretty normal, but I don't know. I've heard mixed reviews. This past week for me has been a lot of just recovering. Something about traveling just really takes it out of me. I was, as you probably know, in Florida last week for like five or six days. And then coming back for some reason, I'm just like, oh my gosh, I just, I felt like I really needed some rest. And I would say I got that this week. You know, it's always the best feeling to get back from a trip and just go grocery shopping. Such a simple task, but being able to fill up the fridge again, I don't know if anyone else feels this way. I could see where it would probably stress some people out too. But um, I went to Trader Joe's this time. I usually only go to Trader Joe's for like special items because I find that, I don't know, it can get kind of pricey. But I had a gift card to Trader Joe's. So I went and did my full haul and it was great. So that was a really good feeling. I've been trying kombucha. I really, I've never tried kombucha because I felt certain I wouldn't like it. But I like, as you know, I like all fun drinks. Like truly, I'm drawn to so many different fun drinks. And it's pretty healthy for you. So I was like, you know what? I'll try it out. I tried one a couple weeks ago and it was like lemony. Kind of just tasted like fizzy lemonade to me, honestly. But um, I tried one at the airport then on the way to Florida. And so I picked a couple flavors up from Trader Joe's. And I've been liking it way more than I expected to. However, the ones I've been getting are pretty high sugar. So I maybe need to, I don't know. I need to look for a little bit actually healthier ones. Now that I know that I'm maybe a bit of a bucha girl. Then this past Wednesday was Ash Wednesday, and that mass was really nice. I went to the evening one at the cathedral here, and so the archbishop said mass, and they had the choir there, and it was so beautiful. I think a really prayerful and good start to Lent. And I got to go to confession beforehand, so overall, I think it was just a really great start to Lent. And I'm hoping that this podcast will help you have a good start to Lent, too. Today, I have Mari Wagner on the podcast, or as you might know her, West Coast Catholic on Instagram. Mari has been running the West Coast Catholic Instagram for the past several years, and I've been following her since pretty early on. She does such great work with this Instagram. And even more than that, her and her husband, Trey, own the West Coast Catholic shop now. So they started off just selling rosaries and handmaking them, but now it's come into a whole business where... She sells shirts, she sells devotionals, she comes out with different lookbooks for each season. It just has really grown into this beautiful thing. So I was super excited to talk to her today. Mari really has a heart for Lent, and particularly this year she's releasing a Lent bundle, which includes a rosary, a devotional, and a journal. Today we cover a little bit about who Mari is, the backstory for West Coast Catholic, and we really dive into Lent, the significance of Lent, what to take into account when you're thinking about what to do for Lent, kind of our experiences with Lent in the past, and what does a, quote, successful Lent look like. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. Hello, Murray. We are so excited to have you here today. 
why don't you start off with a little bit of who you are and your backstory? Yeah, thank you so much, Mackenzie. I'm super happy to be on the podcast today. Um, Yeah, for those who may not know that much about me, my name is Mari Wagner. I'm a wife, a business owner, and currently also a focus missionary. So wear a lot of hats right now in this season of life. (laughs) Um, I got married to my husband, Trey, uh, in March of 2021. So we're coming up on a year in just a couple weeks. And with him, we co-founded West Coast Catholic, um, the business side of things, about a year after I started my account um, while we were in college. And business has evolved. Um, it started with just rosaries, but now it's um, yeah, just like an all-encompassing lifestyle brand um, where we seek to inspire people to live authentically Catholic in all areas of their life. Um, just because we've experienced that in our own lives, just the freedom and joy that it is to live out your faith fully and not um, like compartmentalize like parts of your faith. And so yeah, just by fully, um, just like being in the world, but not of it. Um, and so we hope to do that through our intentionally designed, um, faith inspired products and, um, posting on Instagram and just trying to evangelize on the app, um, and bring some goodness to people's feeds. Marie, that is so crazy to me because I think back, I followed you pretty early on in your account And it's like ingrained in my head, a memory, I don't know why, of you guys like hand making the rosaries and kind of recruiting people at your college to help you. I remember seeing that on your feed. And now look how far you've come. How long ago was that? Like two and a half years ago. Wow. Yeah. Just to see how far you've come from like hand making those rosaries to know, don't you guys, you have office space and employees and everything. That is just so crazy to me. That's so much that has happened in such a short amount of time god has done so much yeah i love i love that you have seen the full process that is awesome um but yeah it's so crazy it like it's only been two and a half years but it honestly feels like it's been longer because we've done Mm -hmm. so much since then and the lord has just blessed it abundantly and yeah it's just become an incredible um tool to evangelize that we did not foresee happening it was Mm -hmm. not really in our plans to have like a a business like this, but we're just really happy that the Lord, yeah, brought that into our lives. And I'm sure even just the fact that you guys were only dating when you started doing this and now you've gone through engagement and now you're married. Yeah. When we started it, we started to kind of like more seriously talk about engagement and part of the reason why we started it, um, aside from the whole mission behind it, we were like, well, we do need to prepare for a future family if that's where we're headed. And we were young college students. I mean, I was a senior and he was a junior. Um, And so we're like, hopefully we're good business partners. We'll see if this works out. And it did. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. Clearly something clicked. It's so cool to see how that's been established. And you guys have employees now, right? Yeah. We have a team of about 15 women who help either um, hand make the rosaries or work in customer service or operations or marketing. Um, yeah. And is it a lot of students from your school? Yes. Okay. That's so cool that you can kind of have those cross over there. Has that played a role in your ministry at all? Yeah, no, I, the Lord is very intentional in everything that he has provided for us in our lives. And as crazy as it seems that we do it all right now, it's, I think a big reason of um, yeah, why we're missionaries is to find those connections for West coast Catholic as well. Mm-hmm. And so we've been able to um, employ a lot of the, there's a lot of, a lot of the sorority girls on campus that are Catholic work for us as well. And so it's a good crossover there. Oh my gosh. Yeah. 
I kind of feel like that'd be a fun college job. I don't know. Girls love it. <laughs> well, Mari, I don't know if you know, but I start off every podcast saying what I'm sipping today, you know, Sunday sips. So are you sipping anything fun this afternoon? Well, given today's Ash Wednesday, we're not really sipping anything fun. Yeah. Yeah. Got my water bottle. But lately, I have been on a matcha kick recently. I kind of love it more than coffee right now and a little bit of vanilla in it and never been my go-to drink. What about you? Yeah, well, on the note of matcha, um, yesterday I got matcha from a coffee shop. I hadn't had it in a while. I don't know what inspired me. I, think, I guess it was in the afternoon, didn't want too much caffeine, but they accidentally gave it to me hot. It was my fault. I didn't specify which I wanted and I've only ever had it iced. And I had in my head for some reason that matcha was just going to be so bad hot. But I tried it and it was actually not that bad at all. I was pleasantly surprised, I'd say. I'm like the opposite. I had only ever gotten it hot. And then one time they threw me iced and I was like, oh no, this is going to be so bad. I don't know. The green color throws you off at first. You think it tastes bad, but. I always heard people say it tasted like grass and I tried it and I kind of get that. But I always say it tastes like grass, but in a good way. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what it is for me. I feel like it literally just tastes like a sugar cookie. Really? Oh my gosh. I don't know if I get sugar cookie, but I do like it. You might be convincing me to get back on a little bit of a matcha kick, but we'll see. (laughs) But currently I am drinking tea. I woke up this morning and for anyone who didn't catch it, today is Ash Wednesday. And I honestly wasn't sure if you were able to have, I know you can't have like fancy lattes or anything, you know, but I wasn't sure about like any drinks, but What my Google searches told me was it seems like non-caloric drinks, drinks with no calories, are okay. So, been sipping out of tea this afternoon. So speaking of Ash Wednesday, today we will be talking about Lent. So Mari, maybe you can kick us off with just kind of an introduction to Lent for if people don't know or, you know, everybody could use a little refresher. And then maybe tell us a little bit about why you have a heart for sharing about Lent. Yeah, sure. You know, the the Catholic Church is broken up into different liturgical seasons. Um, I love that because I feel like it gives me like a new purpose for every season and just like an ability to um, kind of like, yeah, start anew every once in a while. And so Lent is just another liturgical season um, in a period of time where we remember the 40 days that Jesus spent in the desert um, right after he was baptized and like before he was sent out into his ministry. And so I think it's like, it's very relatable for us because we can look at it as a time to um, be prepared to be like resurrected because our actual experience of Lent leads into um, Holy Week, which is, you know, um, Holy Thursday and Good Friday, where we remember Jesus's death and then Easter with the resurrection. And so we can kind of take that same approach that Jesus took walking to the desert to prepare for his ministry. Like we walk into the desert to kind of look inwards, like I was saying, and seeing how we can prepare our hearts for a resurrection and to meet Jesus um, as like the resurrected Jesus on Easter. And yeah, we just take this time to prepare ourselves and our hearts for this death and resurrection through three main pillars, prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. And almsgiving is kind of a fancy word for just like how to give of yourself, um, whether it's your time or your talents or your treasure. Um, it doesn't just have to be donating money, but there's many ways to, to give of yourself. So, yeah, I think something about the way that I am, and I think a lot of people relate to this too, is just, um, like we like new seasons of life. And I think that's why like 
New Year's Eve is like such a big thing for people and, you know, starting a year anew is big, but I like take every opportunity to start a new season that I can because it just feels like a new like refreshment. And so Lent, I feel like is such a good season for that. Not just because it is like a new liturgical season in the church, but even because the whole purpose behind it is kind of like purge might be an intense word, but kind of like to like prune our hearts, you know, and purify. And so it just gives us a more intentional look inwards as to like, where are we at in our relationship with the Lord? Like where do the desires of my heart really lie? And like, in what ways can Jesus, like, can I allow Jesus to purify those? So it's kind of why I like get excited about Lent. Yeah. Yeah. And it makes me think of um, the Latin phrase, memento mori, remember your death. And that always strikes me. You know, it's kind of dark, but there is a certain weight to pausing to remember that our choices right now will affect our lives in eternity. And man, I mean, doesn't that just make you want to step back and take a look at your life and your habits? And for me, at least, that plays into what I choose to do for Lent. What do I want to prune out of my life? What do I want to add to my life that will positively benefit my soul for eternity? I don't know. I just think it adds a certain weight to our Lenten promises. I hear that and I'm like, dang, I got to get to confession. Mm -hmm. I have to reconcile with this person in my life. I need to, you know, fill in the blank, anything, because you're remembering your death and you're remembering that this is all temporary. So that's my two cents on Lent, just kind of how I've always approached it. Now, just one more thought on that was, I think that like puts into good perspective, like, going to this next conversation of like, what are you giving up from Lent and how many times I know I've done this a lot in the past. Um, and it's common for people to, um, choose something that is just like convenient to Mm -hmm. what their time of life is like, or like, what have I kind of been bad at lately? How can I kind of like you take it as like a self-improvement time, which like is not bad in and of itself, but I've experienced in the past that like, I've had, you know, like the lens where I look back and am not really sure where I grew in my relationship with the Lord, I think have been the ones where I've just kind of um, chosen to give up something just for the sake of giving something up or just because, sure. you know, or I'm like going to work out more because that's healthy for me. And it's like, yep, that's good. But what is the intentionality that is um, paired with that? And like you were saying, when we realize that like the choices that we make and the way that we prepare our hearts on earth, essentially prepare our, ourselves for like eternity in heaven um then like this time that we're given in lent to just unite ourselves to the cross even more and prepare for the resurrection even more i'm like deserves more intentionality yes it reminds me of this quote i saw on instagram i'm forgetting from what account but it said fasting without prayer is just dieting yes you know and it's the same thing all around without that intentionality behind it, you're really just doing it for you. It's, it's almost an ego thing. Um, Like if you're giving up sweets to lose those few extra pounds or whatever it may be, you just, you need that intentionality and prayer behind it yep. for it to really be a solid Lenten sacrifice. Yeah. I've been thinking about that today a lot just because yeah, being um, around the Newman Center a lot today for all the Ash Wednesday masses, like the topic of conversation is just like, what are you giving up? What are you yeah, giving up? I learn a lot about like where someone is in their relationship with Jesus, like by like their answer. And 
yeah, I just, that's been on my mind a lot of like, there needs to be more intentionality attached to these um, sacrifices that we're making. Mm-hmm. So I have a post coming about it later and this is just inspiring. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And I think something that's important to touch on too, is that it's not always easy. Like this is something I've definitely struggled with in the past is, you know, you take it to prayer and you say, Jesus, what do you want me to give up for Lent? And it's just not really clear always. And so trying to find a way to like prayerfully discern that, um, I don't know, I guess just saying it's easier said than done sometimes. Yeah. And I've been thinking about this the past several days, how I think it's kind of a stance of the heart too. Like, for example, in past years, I've had this huge laundry list of things I want to give up or add to my prayer life for Lent, you know, because I really want to be super purifying and good for me. But then often, I honestly ended up just not completing the things. It was too overwhelming. So, for example, this year, I might not be giving up sweets, but that doesn't mean I'm going to go shove my face with chocolate every night, you know? I kind of have a Lenten heart in how I approach it. Ah. Or I'm not giving up alcohol this Lent, but that doesn't mean I'm going to go get drunk on the weekend. But I think just being very mindful of how I approach indulgence and things like that um, during the season of Lent without feeling like I need to add it to my laundry list of sacrifices for Lent. It's really about what's in your heart and your prayer of thinking about Jesus throughout those 40 days. Um, It's not about the list you write at the start of Lent for what you're going to purge yourself of. Yeah, it is kind of like a guideline of like how to live this period of life. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I think we all need that so much in our lives. We all need a little bit of of guidelines and a little bit of direction and like what better place to get that from than the church you know yes I love the way you put that of a guideline from the church because that's so true that's exactly what it is Mm -hmm. right yeah I mean because the whole season is about a little bit more I mean the whole season right it's like we're in the desert and the desert is pretty like empty and Mm -hmm. arid is that word right I think the word that comes to mind which isn't very helpful (laughs) in the desert but there's not much out there so like it is a period of like letting go a little bit and it, it is a period of like solitude and penance and like almost like just like the small mortifications and like uniting like truly uniting ourselves to the cross and like the car the cross isn't always like it's actually it's never glamorous <laughs> it's like choosing those little moments um throughout the whole season i think to like united with jesus yeah that's so true that's very well put Sunday Sips is sponsored by Capwork. The Capwork Planner is an undated 90-day goal and habit planner that helps you stay focused on your priorities at work, grow in your faith, and make progress in your life. The Capwork Planner combines powerful time management practices with Christian traditions to help you focus on what matters most. With this planner, your frustrated days will turn into good days, and you can say goodbye to missed opportunities and all those hours that are scrolled away. Learn more about the Capwork Planner at capwork.com. Buy one today and use code SUNDAYSIPS at checkout for free shipping. Again, you can buy one today at capwork.com and use the code SUNDAYSIPS, that's one word, for free shipping. Yeah, so what are you giving up for Lent or what are you doing? Yes, the go-to Catholic question. (laughs) Um, Well, like I said in the past, I 
have really struggled with making too long of a list of things to give up for Lent. So I really tried to focus on this year having super intentional sacrifices and additions to my prayer life, but it requires a little bit of backstory. So <laughs> I graduated college this past May, so coming up on a year, and I moved like 10 minutes away from my college and I've just kind of been church hopping since then, which is fine. And I honestly love church hopping. Every church is just so unique and has different strengths. And I think that's so cool. But I found myself in the past couple months, kind of since the new year, just really craving community and kind of feeling a tug on my heart towards that kind of commitment to one parish. But I have so much trouble with it because, you know, different times work better and there's different things I'd like to see in a mass each week. But um, anywho, that brings me to my first Lenten promise, which is to register as a parishioner in one particular parish and only attend mass there. And I think that will help me to establish a loyalty to a particular faith community. Right. And on top of that, I wanted to start trying to like tithe consistently, which is much easier to do when you are committed to one parish. Right. And on top of that, I also want to attend daily mass three times a week, which conveniently happens to be at 7.30 a.m. So in both of those Lenten promises, I am kind of adding something and sacrificing something. I'm sacrificing church hopping in order to become a parishioner, a loyal parishioner at one specific church. I'm sacrificing sleep in the morning in order to attend daily mass. And I'm hoping this will be a lot more fruitful for me. Oh, I bet it will. Just to have a few things that go together instead of a laundry list, you know? Yeah. But I've been talking for a bit. So, Mari, what are you doing for Lent this year? Yeah, I mean, I'm super excited about Lent this year. Um, you, as some of you might know, we launched at West Coast Catholic uh, the Into the Desert Lenten Bundle. And in that bundle, you get the Into the Desert Lenten Guide, which is um, kind of like a devotional slash like Lent challenge that um, I wrote. And along with that, you also get a prayer journal in our seasonal um, Into the Desert Lent rosary that we only release during Lent every year. And so I will be diving into the devotional, which is um, set up in a way where you have a challenge for prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. So for each of the pillars of Lent um, every day, and it's the same challenge for a week, and then it rotates every week. And so my goal with the devotional was um, for it to be kind of like a companion through Lent. And I know in many Lent's past, I've like walked into Ash Wednesday feeling like, like pretty overwhelmed because I'm like, oh my gosh, it's already, it's already Lent and I don't really know what I'm doing. And I kind of spend the first couple of days or first week, like trying to get it together and figure out what's good enough to give up or what, you know, like how to live out that season. And so my hope with the devotional was to just, yeah, be a companion for people and, you know, like help people not stress out about what to give up and to kind of let go of that like guilt and shame of like, well, maybe I'm doing too much or maybe I'm not doing enough, you know, where it's like the Lent plan is laid before you and you just walk into it with an open heart and just receive like what the challenges are for the week. And because they rotate, I'm hoping that people kind of walk out with like a more like well-rounded like knowledge and just like ability to pray in different ways Mm. to different ways and to give of themselves in different ways so 
Yeah, that is so great and very cool that it lays it out week to week. Mm-hmm. And just to clarify, every week is different, correct? It changes each week um, to help people kind of, like I said, like get well-rounded in these areas. Because I think sometimes we, we think of fasting, for example, we're like, well, I mean, what do I give up? I give up food or I give up my phone or mm-hmm. like, I think we lack a little bit of creativity of how we can yeah. stretch ourselves and kind of sacrifice. And so, yeah, I wanted it to rotate weekly also because it's, um, I think it could be more attainable using something different every week and um, are able to yeah, kind of like stretch yourself in different ways, whether that's no music in the car or no snacking in between meals, no snoozing your alarm in the morning. There's so many different ways. Yes. And I think that's so great because now people have these things to pull from in the future. You know, they feel like they're lacking creativity in their sacrifices ever for any year of Lent or for any sort of penance or something. They will have this to pull from. It makes me think of for so many years, social media just became my go-to thing to give up to the point where it wasn't even really being prayerful anymore. It just was like easy, you know, kind of mindless, like, oh, it's Lent, time to delete my social media. And I think it did. It benefited my life in many ways. And I think when people do prayerfully give it up, that's so awesome. But in the past year or two, I've been stretching myself a bit more to be more creative with it and kind of to let the Lord in more. So just made me think of that. Also, I think it's really great that this devotional changes week to week because you can do anything for a week. You know what I mean? So And together, and together, the three challenges, I think together is what makes it a, like a little bit more challenging. We're like, mm-hmm. you might not be used to praying for 20 minutes a day and doing that alone might be a challenge, but doing all three, it's like, okay, we're really entering into kind of a stretch. So um I was hoping to do like, yeah, three things that are attainable, but still that like together really helps actually like stretch yourself a little bit um, so that it still is, yeah, relent. And in the end, I mean, the whole purpose of it is to live an intentional Lent, um, mm-hmm. a meaningful Lent. Like we've been talking about like in past years, sometimes you just have your go-to thing that you do and you kind of walk mindlessly through the days of Lent waiting for Easter. And I really like desired for people to have a lot of intentionality and meaning behind this season. For sure. Do you think this is something you've always kind of had a grasp on or have you kind of come to this understanding of an intentional Lent? Yeah, I think not as intentional. Like we've kind of mentioned throughout our conversation today, it's just kind of been like a well, like, what am I loving a little bit too much recently that maybe I should just let go of? Or, um, yeah, doing something that's kind of, like, convenient for my, like, self-growth. Or I always had my go-to, like, growing up as a child was chocolate because I just loved chocolate, you know? Yeah. That just kind of became my thing um, for a while. But then realizing, like, well, how much growth is really happening during this season? And I just kind of came to the realization of, like, we give up something for Lent, but we shouldn't give it up just for the sake of giving it up. Like in the end, like everything that we do in the spiritual life, like should unite us to Christ. And, um, while you can totally use like giving up chocolate, for example, to unite yourself to Christ, I wasn't, I wasn't approaching it that way. And I was just kind of more approaching it as like, well, this is my sacrifice. And as Catholics, we're just supposed to sacrifice for 40 days. Yeah, like the thought of this is just what Catholics do. Yeah, and this is what Catholics do. And so I think, yeah, I think the past couple years, um, year or two, I've 
desired to live more intentionally during that season. And I'm wanting to live like the 40 days before Easter with more meaning so that it wasn't just, just the last couple days. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And so just wanting to create a resource so that many people could live that way. I'm sure I wasn't the only one that was running into that. So yeah, that's so true. Okay. What would you say like Easter Sunday rolls around, what is considered a quote-unquote successful Lent to you? Right. I feel like it's one where you, like, you know that you've grown in your relationship mm-hmm. with Jesus, and um, that's going to look different for everybody, and I think that's one of the things that's kind of freeing about the church, the Catholic church, and how we approach Lent is that, like, there's there's not one specific way of like, this is the right way to live Lent. Mm-hmm. They give us those pillars of like what to focus on. And then from there, it's kind of just everybody's individual, um, yeah, prayer and discernment. Of like, what is Jesus calling me to give up? And so yeah, it's hard to like explicitly say like, oh, this is a successful Lent for you. But I mean, for me, it's just been like, have I come to know the Lord a little bit more personally? I want to stray away from our Catholic faith being like a checkbox kind of deal, you know, and more of just like a really like intimate and personal relationship with Jesus, which um, I have found mainly just comes through building a daily prayer life, which is why like, that's one of the things I prioritized in that devotional was 15 to 20 minutes of prayer a day. And hopefully that will become a habit after 40 days. And hopefully like that'll be able to be built upon. And maybe one day you're like, I think I could pray a holy hour, you know, and I've just found that prayer is the key to a relationship with Jesus yeah yeah and on Easter Sunday just being able to say I have grown in intimacy with the Lord over the past 40 days yeah Uh, that is so great well Mary thank you so much I am so glad you were able to come on the podcast today this has been so much fun such a great conversation yeah Um, I've been loving talking about Lent recently so I'm glad we got to chat about it together totally yeah me too and everyone can follow you at West Coast Catholic on Instagram or find you at westcoastcatholic.org, right? Dot org. Yeah. Yes, yes. Okay. Westcoastcatholic.org to get yourself a Lent bundle. And I'm sure if everybody's jumping in late, they should be fine to kind of just pick up wherever the devotional is, right? Oh, yeah. That's a really good thing to mention is that everybody that buys it receives um, the first week uh, digitally in their inbox. And so even if you order it a couple days late, like you're going to get the whole intro part of the devotional in the first week of it in your inbox. So you can um, get started and don't have to feel like you're behind. Um, Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Even if you're listening to this halfway through Lent, depending on however you're feeling and you're like, oh my gosh, I kind of straight away for a little bit need a reset um yeah this is going to be good for you either way so perfect well you heard it here first don't be afraid to jump late if you feel like you've gone astray throughout Lent thank you so much Mari this has been so great having you on and everyone I hope you have a happy rest of your Sunday have a great Lent